Welcome to Office 365 Distill. A podcast about Office 365 single night. Hey, Moraine, number 20... It's Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. No I have a joke. What happens when you bring an architect, a consultant, a technical evangelist, and a marketing manager into a bar? You have a very expensive drink. You do. <laughs> you also have the Office 365 Distilled Christmas Podcast. Because we've got some guests. Podcast party. party. Yes. Podcast party. Exactly. Yes. Who's drinking? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> okay. So uh, we may have David Lavelle joining us later, but he hasn't joined us at the moment. We've got Anna Chu. Say hi, Anna. Hello. Hi. It's uh, so crazy that you actually decided to come back after last time. What do you mean? I had a heap of fun last time. <laughs> okay, cool. We've got Christina Wheeler. Hello. Yay. And Sandy, oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh-oh. Oh, let's just turn yeah. this off so I get this right. No, no, no. Sandy Usia, there we go. Say hi, Sandy. Hello. And we've got Moraine. Yay. And we've got me, Steve. So we've um, got a full house. We have got a full house. And nice. dogs here. But actually, yeah. there's two dogs joining us. Um, we'll see whether Christina decides to join us on the podcast and whether mine's just going now, to go now, to sleep. Now he so picked that, a quiet toy that he's trying to tear apart. <laughs> Did you swap it out? Don't embarrass me. Take this one instead. <laughs> and my, I have two dogs and my Labrador's looking at him like, Dude, it's, it's kind of early for me still. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, listen, there may be people on the podcast that don't actually know who you are. So I'm going to hand over to one of you one at a time and uh, tell us what Santa brought you for Christmas. Uh, introduce yourself and tell us where you are in the world, which would be cool. So, Anna, uh, I know you've come back from a bunch of traveling, which we're going to cover later mm. on. But tell us where you are and uh, what did Santa bring you for Christmas? All right. So, hi, I'm Anna. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know me, you should. Uh, you should follow me on Twitter <laughs> at <laughs> underscore a chew, shameless plug. Um, work at Microsoft, uh, look after Microsoft 365 stuff, IT Pro stuff, a little event called Microsoft Ignite and Microsoft Ignite the Tour. Um, Santa blessed me with just some time off, honestly. I, I've been wanting to just do nothing for a solid week and i have achieved that um but congrats yeah thank you thank you but what santa didn't bring me for christmas was snow which i'm very disappointed about because i'm in seattle right now and i was like oh last year we were like we were blessed I woke up Christmas Eve morning and it was just covered in a beautiful blanket of white snow and it was just purely magical. But uh, sadly, not this year. It's a bit crunchy out there on the slopes right now, so just praying for snow. How do you get snow wrapped in Christmas wrapping and put under the tree? I don't get that. <laughs> it comes in tin cans. Oh, in a tin in can. A tin can. Spray cans. Yeah, American you can tradition. spray it. Amateu, welcome to the party. Christina Wheeler. Hey. So I'm in middle Georgia, south of Atlanta. And um, I've been on the road like crazy. So I've actually had a break from travel, which has been nice. And what I got for Christmas was after a decade of being an independent consultant, I decided to join Todd Baginski 
um, at Canvas. Nice. So, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you I didn't very hear much. That. Awesome. Yep. After a decade of being independent, um, I really like Todd a lot. I have a lot of respect for him and I'm very excited. So it'll be good. And I got to see my daughter who's 25. So that made me happy because she lives two wow. hours away. So it was a good Great Christmas. Oh, cool. Yeah. So again, I have another question. How do you get Todd wrapped in Christmas paper and put under the Christmas tree? <laughs> He's a big guy. He is. That's a lot of paper. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> they expect some madness, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's cool. Sandy, whereabouts are you? Sunshine, I know you told us earlier, but tell everybody else mm. anyway. I am in Naples, Florida currently. I've been since mid-December. And, um, well, I guess we're going to talk about my lifestyle later. But uh, so it's nice and warm here. And um, Christmas, um, we don't really do Christmas gifts because we have nowhere to put them. So uh, my husband and I gifted each other a cruise, our first ever cruise, which we're leaving next Monday on. So do nice, you yeah. give each other the same cruise or is your <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go together. Is that the whole Christmas <laughs> gift? Or no? uh, it's a fair question. <laughs> the but... Christmas gift. <laughs> I was trying that one down, actually, and oh. use that again. That was funny. Oh, no, no, no. I actually met Sandy. I actually met Sandy's uh, husband as well uh, mm. in... in Somewhere in the Scandinavia, I guess. In, in oh yes, yeah, in Stockholm, no, yeah. Um, yeah so and then right. they're they're both so lovely people. Well, David hasn't turned up, but I know that David was in Mexico, so that would have uh, mm. would have had a call from him. But I'm assuming he's probably back home. So, mm. so neat. So again, welcome everybody to the bar, which is neat. I suppose we ought to try and talk to a few talk about something that. What did, actually, Moraine? What did you do for Christmas? Actually, you had a really good Christmas dinner. You told me earlier. <laughs> I had the best Christmas dinner ever because I came home from work, uh, realized that all the supermarkets were closed, and I opened up my fridge and I saw some eggs, and I made uh, the best omelets that I ever made. <laughs> that was pure brilliance. I think we might be letting the side down a little bit here. The ladies have <laughs> a triumph, to be, to be honest. It was a triumph. A triumph. Make or two? Or three? Uh, four, actually. A four egg omelet. Four, yes. Oh. Did you exactly. put the rest of it down and a put it on the A little bit net? of basilicum in there and a, a few leftover uh, black beans that I had from oh, two wow. weeks before as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pi- I'm picturing, I'm picturing I three. I that point. But, uh, yeah. I can picture you looking at your fridge going, what can I put together? What do I have? And then you probably smell the beans. It goes. This this stuff smells okay. Yeah, this is how beans supposed to smell. I mean, of course. Yeah. It's smelling it just reminds me of uh, college dorm room. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what your place reminds me of. Now I'd never thought about that. Actually, somebody told me that this weekend as well. Like you just live like you're still in college. And so, yeah. 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 All right. Wicked, wicked, wicked. All right. I got a few questions because uh, when we were deciding what to do, we did a very unusual thing and we put a script together. Yes. Where is Moraine staring at each other on our podcast? This is our normal podcast time, by the way. It's just was really convenient for you guys as well, being uh, on the east coast and west coast of America. Because it's you're mm-hmm. just starting your day, isn't it? We're getting to the end of our day. Yep. And uh, when we're finishing here, we'll go and have some food, and I'm food sure and there'll be a whiskey. Yeah. Of so course, we'll of we'll uh, share that with you, or we'll think about you while we're drinking That's it sweet. anyway. But there you go. Aww. Cool. cool. 
Yeah, I know it now. I know it's neat. All right, who shall we start off with? I've got to start off with Sandy. I met Sandy at Ignite this year for the first time ever, obviously. I've seen uh-huh. the names. Yeah. And yeah. It was a highlight of Ignite for me. Well, thank you very Aww. much indeed. I like it. I didn't know how I paid her to say that. Jeez, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> the, the, the bill. Well, well, you told me it would be, as I recall. Yeah, that's right. Damn, I'm getting buried here. <laughs> this is cool stuff. <laughs> I remember the restaurant. But anyway, yeah. your Twitter bio says something about being a nomad, which was which amazed me when we sat and talked about it at Ignite. So you're in Florida now, but you've already been traveling around yeah. just in the last few months. Yes. Tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So, um, yeah, my husband and I have been living a nomadic lifestyle for a little over four years now. And um, just travel around we don't have a house or cars or stuff or anything just um go wherever we feel like going or like where i'm speaking at an event and then stay for a while or uh we spent a couple months in california just before this uh which is where our daughter and her family live so we get to spend time with family get to do be where we're needed (laughs) uh basically and uh yeah. So in the last few weeks, you're telling us, or the last few months, you've been, you've stayed in Chicago, in Northern California, mm-hmm. you're now in right. Florida, and uh, then you're going yeah. on your separate cruises. Cruise, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> and then to the UK for a month. <sighs> and then uh, don't have a plan, actually, after that. We, we have a general scheme for the rest of the spring, like we know some things we need to be at, like I need to be, to, be in Seattle at MVP Summit. Uh, in March, need to go to SP Fest in April, need to go to SPC at, in May, need to go to Wiesbaden in um, uh, June. Uh, but around that, well, and we've got another baby coming. My daughter has another baby coming um, end of April, awesome. so we're going to be back oh, in just about California. Shout congratulations then for a second. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let's be honest, when you go um, to their life, what else are you going to do? <laughs> sightseeing sightseeing right. yeah, exactly exactly right. what's that yeah right um so anyway but but we've got like a month in there that we don't really have a plan so we'll just uh, figure that out at some point when we get there and i'm assuming your husband's also an independent uh he is mostly retired ah. but does some uh f- some remote uh, engineering consultant. That sounds like a great retirement plan. I must remember this. So I'm going to retire. <laughs> we will travel around the world and you will work, dear, to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope that works. Oh, yeah. All right. I think that's awesome. Anybody got any thoughts on that? I mean, actually, Anna Chu probably is feeling that way a little bit as it is this last few months. Hmm. Gosh, Sandy, I don't even know how long we've known each other. I just know it's been a long time. Uh, Yeah. I remember when you started doing this and you sold your house in, in yes. Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, we've known each other a lot longer than that, but oh, yeah, I, can't I, know. I, just, I can't I know your whole really. journey. I, I just, yes. I've, right. yeah. I've known you, known your whole journey, which I've always been fascinated by. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I came across some of the, the cool stuff you did the other day. Did, have you seen the video that Sandy did for uh, John Laville on, on the old power automation stuff? I did not, but one of my... I, I was really happy with how that one turned oh, out. Maybe I should, because one of my, uh, how you call that, um, things that I want to do in 2020, or my, my good intentions, is to actually learn uh, or to do more with Flow and Power Apps, because at this moment, I've got mm-hmm. zero knowledge about it, and it, it's it's 
biting me in the ass at the moment. I've got a few customers mm. screaming for custom forms, and I'm yeah trying to put that one together. Yeah, yeah, do things. Mm. Mm. I just mm. published my first power app, actually. Yes, I saw that. I was so excited. I was really? literally <laughs> like whooping in my seat. Um, it was that. It, yeah. So uh, Brian Dang helped me out basically with this power app that's only just for for me to just automate a bunch of things that I'm doing for Microsoft Ignite the Tour. But man, like the possibilities are just like so endless that I I just I get mm -hmm. so excited about it. But at the same time, I'm just like, girl, I don't know if you're like biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> like this, these things will break, and like certainly we're still like working through a couple of kinks. But yeah, this this could change your life for sure. Mm. Wow. Yeah, the thing I'm like especially about at least power automate and power apps and the part that that i like working in on those i mean i that's not what i do for lightning tools currently but um just in my spare time as an mvp um is helping people see that there there is a good a lot that you can do that's not that hard really if you you know look at it uh, helping people see the easy parts and the easy wins to be able mm. to to really get in to start using both of those mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. What I quite liked about that particular video, it struck me as a sort of very clear, out of the box idea to do to fix something that was not being fixed in any other way. This idea of forcing mm -hmm. people to or reminding them that they haven't decided whether they will attend or not attend your meeting, which obviously, basically, mm -hmm. I would for me if I was doing that that power app or I was looking for that idea, I'd have just said, oh, well, I just need somebody to kickstart the meeting and resend out the meeting. But of course, you dug down a lot deeper than that and you started trying to find the specific bit and trigger that you needed. Is that is that mm -hmm. what you spend your time doing, looking for these kind of, you know, how do you start off trying to find that out-of-the-box mm -hmm. idea and, you know, and then just work through until you get to a solution? Or That particular one was a, a question that, uh, I was um, doing some consulting, some flow consulting uh, with somebody, and that was what they wanted to do. And so I worked out a way to do it. And then I thought, well, this is actually a really cool pattern. So um, so when John was looking for somebody to, to do a video with him, I suggested that. And John will do a video with anybody. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> John, John's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take that the wrong way. But John's always looking for cool ideas. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that worked good. And it worked. It actually, I've now listened to a couple of his videos, and I, I wouldn't have actually mm -hmm. done them before. Cool. But there you go. So mm -hmm. you're going to learn how to do flow. You know, Sandy, you're going to need to change your email address because Moraine's going to be going, Sandy, Sandy, I've done something. I actually did that a few weeks ago. I got a few questions, and it was really specific questions. And I'm like, can Power Apps do that? I've got no idea. Oh, you guys can hit me up. You guys can absolutely hit me up on Power Apps questions. Mm. Brian Dang is, I love, I Brian. love Brian. I was well, on a project. Yeah. He was on a six-month project and um, he got on. Now, I will, word of advice, don't do, if you're, I've learned to not do Power Apps custom views for anything complex. It needs to be all standalone. I learned that the hard way on a project. Okay. Um, but Brian was helping me out and he was so cool because he just, he was he really it, it's funny because i showed him what i had so far and he's like oh christina i really love what you put together and i'm looking at it going man i think it looks like crap but he's like no i really liked how you did this mm -hmm. and then uh but he showed me some tips and tricks and stuff and so oh, um very but, cool yeah, it's it's uh 
It's kind of now as I'm scoping projects, I'm I'm scoping out this whole migration of this custom solutions and two of the apps already I looked at, I'm like, man, these would be perfect for power apps. Hmm. Nice. Now I just have to sell the customer on it. <laughs> just just sell it. Do you one of the, the, the things that Moraine added to the, the list, which we'll get to a bit at the end, was that uh, Office 365 is kind of really getting very wide, isn't it? You know, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, from Ignite and, and Flow and all that kind of stuff and the power of change, we suddenly kind of put in this big wedge of new technology, or it's not really new, but growing technology that's kind of pushing everything apart. One of the questions I had, Dan, for, to ask you, Christine, as, a, as an architect, I guess that means you have a, a wide radar screen, but... Is it kind of getting too big to, to have a, a, a general architect in Office 365, do you think? Or do we need to start going and, and breaking them down and going, hey, I'm a Teams architect and I do voice and, and I'm a Power Apps architect and you know I'm a collaboration architect? Because one of the things that came out of Ignite, Maria's just looking at me now, one of the things we said on one of our previous podcasts was, you know, it's great to see these people presenting on their own specific subject, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but where we do a lot of consulting really across the board from side to side, it's kind of getting very big. But I just wondered your thoughts on that, Christina, whether you think that uh, you have to specialize or keep jumping from one thing to another. How do you deal with it? Well, for me, it fits well because um, to give you a little bit of my background, I'm a video editor, graphic designer. I used to do 3D animation. I started programming when I was 11. Um and and so I've kind of done everything and do everything, and so I love the I love Office three sixty five because I'm able to piecemeal everything together. Now, one of the things during my career I had to realize is that not everybody is in my shoes. That I realized you have people that are just SharePoint admins, people that are just you know specialized in specific things. Mm-hmm. Where I and and I could see that. It, being a challenge for some who just specialize in certain areas because I was working on uh, some new teams admin um, uh, stuff that I can't talk about. But what I will say is the challenge was looking at figuring out there's so many roles that cross now. Exactly, so yeah. it's like, does the team's administrator need to know voice? Right. And, and I think the thing is, is you have this overlap and because there's so much, I think it's hard for people to individually specialize in one area yeah. now and that they're going to have to broaden their knowledge and their skill set because that's kind of how the cloud is built. Yeah. But but let's say like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, you also had an exchange admin and you had a SharePoint admin and you had a, uh, I don't know, whatever admin. And that all... Search. like yeah, yes, and that all came together Which at one point back. and it's now, it's so big. All, all, these, all these separate topics are now so big that they can expand and even more into their own realm and that you need people very going very deep in each of these topics uh, for themselves. Well, if you look, even if, if someone who's a SharePoint admin and they're managing maybe even teams, now they have to have the, they have to be able to access the OA groups, mm-hmm. um, the Office 365 groups and things like that. And so there's so much intertwined. And I've seen from, there's sometimes I'll join a project where I'm provided limited access. So I basically have to just direct people what to do. And that's been a real challenge because you know, it's going through all these loopholes of, okay, well, you need to delete this group or create this group. Well, that person does that. Mm -hmm. And so it takes forever for that type of situation to get things done because they have things so compartmentalized. They're still afraid to give people the appropriate access to manage it properly. Well, but I mean, you, and you want to give like minimum. No, agreed. But But, yeah, I I know it makes it hard. I know, I know. Right. 
Because if I, let's say we decide to delete a group connected SharePoint site or a team and we want that group to go away, well, you know, you see that whole process on it, just the the maintenance on it. It's it's figuring out who should have what role. And I agree with you, you should still have limited access. But if I'm the overall admin and I'm supposed to be able to do that stuff, then there has to be some level of trust. And mm-hmm. so it, it could be a bit of a challenge. Okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second or two. But Anna, from a, from a marketing perspective at Microsoft, is this something that you guys have on your radar screen? I mean, the, you know, Office 365 is a very wide subject and it is getting more and more complicated to sort of just some, connect somewhere to this. So how are you guys approaching this? Are you mm. expecting people to sort of be siloed or are you, ex- you know, what changes are you planning for? Wow. I mean, it's kind of even broader than that because we're talking about Microsoft 365. It's beyond Office 365 too. We have to think sure. about Windows 10. We have to think about enterpriseability and security. And so the world, I, I mean, I've been in this role for, gosh, feels like four years now, but the world is always in that in that time frame, which is longer than how long Office 365 has been around for, the the scope is always broadening. It's like one of those things where it's like it's multiple universes. It just keeps expanding, right? Um, and I think it's, it's really a challenge for IT pros specifically because they feel like it's a lot of work to have to stay in their lane as it is or they feel like they have to that have a lane that they're expected to be in, whether it's a SharePoint admin or Office 365 admin or any other role, but they're being asked to be experts in more than just that. Uh, and the pace of learning is just kind of at an exponential pace, really. So, yeah, we're definitely thinking about that. And that's why Microsoft has really invested in uh, Microsoft Learn, which is the new uh, learning platform. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you probably saw, or if you went to Microsoft Ignite in Orlando this year, you would have seen that big presence that we had at the event. Um, And it continues in terms of really trying to get people to really dig through all of these resources that are available at your own pace. In fact, uh, we have made uh, uh, a free certification available to anyone um, who attended Orlando or Microsoft Ignite the tour um, for 180 days, I believe. Um, after those events because we really want to invest and make sure that, hey, like if you want to either um, – it's choose your own adventure, right? If you want to look at our learning paths or if you want to look at a specific um, certification, then there's all these different resources that are there to help you on that front. No, that's true because uh, I keep I keep registering for different Ignite so I get another certificate for when I fail. <laughs> So I get another, I get another, another, another chance. chance. Yeah, another yeah. chance to. <laughs> I will say kudos to that because I didn't. I was that was by the way that was my first ignite, first time attending, mm-hmm. first time working it, and first time speaking at ignite, and I really enjoyed it. It kicked yeah. my butt, but yeah, I really enjoyed cool. it. And um, it, it, you know, I I worked the Microsoft 365 hub for Stephen oh, Rose, right. and that was just a phenomenal experience. Um, I worked the Teams Power Platform booth, which was also a phenomenal experience. And just to see, um, I really enjoyed connecting with the attendees and showing them what can be done. And, and it really sparked another, uh, uh, I mean, I have passion for oh, technology. So this awesome. just sparked more passion for me. And so I didn't get to do the certifications. I know people were doing it. They said, uh. Christina, did you do it? No, I didn't have time. I've been working, right? And then... Um, I was cleaning out my inbox and I happened to come across one of the emails. I'm like, oh, look at this free certification. So I registered. I'm going to take, uh, I registered for, for, uh, um, oh, wow. I registered to take a test in January. Yay. So, yes, thank you for that. Tell us how it yes. went. Tell us how it went. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? January 22nd. Uh, 22nd, oh, okay. I think. Okay. I have to yeah. look. Cool. 
I might be flying out to Kirkland to meet the Canvas team, so I kind of was trying to plan it ahead. Mm. Yeah, the 22nd on Wednesday, I'm going to do the, t- the exam. I'm going to oh, do the awesome. MS600 You should um, see if um, any of those exam prep sessions that we did in Orlando, if that one, if there's one that's available as a recording uh, online to help you um, prep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about taking the uh, MS700, the mm. Teams one. So uh, I did mm. take one exam at Ignite. I did take one at home because of the free uh, Ignite yep. uh, certification. Yep. And actually, that was pretty cool because you didn't have to go to one of the exam centers. You can actually do yeah. it at home. That was a pretty, pretty yeah. cool but experience. That actually. being said, though, I mean, I That's think nice. it's like a lot of people yeah. say, hey, like you don't go to Ignite to like go to sessions or, or do exams. But that being said, we certified the most number of people we have ever certified at that event. Um, it's, it was just I think it was probably due to the fact that we had that free benefit. Um, but yeah, it was it was outstanding to see that many yep. people committed to wanting to you know focus on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! On Friday mm, morning, the yeah. place was just packed, and it was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's some unearthly hour, seven o'clock start time. People yeah, were queuing up for, yeah. for certificate. So, uh, is MS seven hundred still is that still, still in beta? In beta. Or no? Yeah, yeah, MS six hundred is in beta. Indeed. Okay, I'd be interested to get your feedback on it because I. I was part of the beginning okay. process. Yeah, the, the trouble is, I'm, I'm not doing but anything I- with voice, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a bit scared of that part, but we'll see. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know what that, I don't know what the exam is, so it'd be interesting. Yeah, well, and you can't tell me either. I don't want. I just would like to know your <laughs> feedback. I will. I will. Somebody's, I will. somebody's tiptoeing <laughs> delicately around here, aren't they? <laughs> Just, hey, hey, I, yeah. Oh, actually, I better shut yeah. up. I gotta so. <laughs> okay, let's change topics. Yeah, okay. So, Anna, uh, you've been you've been traveling so much for for Ignite and Ignite the Tour, of course. And you've, uh, yeah, it's been so much fun seeing your uh, Twitter uh, handle and and all the, the the crazy stuff that you encounter. So, did you buy any of that? By what part? <laughs> wow, there's those weird things in Japan and. Uh... Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, I love going to Japan. Um, it's one of my favorite places um, to visit. I've probably been like maybe ten or even more times in my lifetime. Oh, but, no, man, yeah, you gotta go. Like honestly, it's yeah, it's yeah do it. Saying. Like it's good for young, old, and like whatever you're into, you will find it. I swear to God. So I went to this one store, um, and they just have all sorts of crazy knickknacks, like and like good quality. It's not like some random dollar store kind of stuff. It's like the best dollar like store you could ever China. find. It probably is, Proper. but it's like the yeah. best stuff you could find. Like I even found like um, I don't know what it is. I didn't buy it. Cause I was just like, I don't know how much room I got in my suitcase, but um, there was literally like this thing that was a gremlin thing, but it said like you had to get it wet. But I was like, hold on a second, I'm not supposed to let gremlins touch water. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was a basketball or something like that. I was like, I don't, I think that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So, Sandy, you said you had a month oh, spare, so maybe Japan is a solution for Ooh, you guys. Yes. Oh, that might be a little far. Yeah, we try not to go like to the other side of the world for short periods of time. I I would like to go to that side of the world maybe like 
next fall-ish or something and spend mm. quite a while. Yeah, I, like I, New I, Zealand, yeah. Australia. Yeah. New Zealand is great. My stepson. Yeah, my stepson phoned me uh, a few days ago, no, just before Christmas, uh, and he's he's now thirty seven. So I've known him for like thirty odd years. He said, "I've got some news for you." <laughs> I says, uh, "What's that?" He says, uh, "We're going to Australia." What? Wow. And they've his wife's a publisher, so she's been asked to go and try and set up a publishing company in Australia. And I'm going, "Yes." <laughs> he says, "People, people keep saying yes. They're not sad. No, because we all want to come to see you in Australia. It's a perfect excuse, you know." <laughs> I wanted to ask, hey, David's joined us. Hi, David. Hey, David. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. How are you? Hey. Hey. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's talking about me, so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll catch up with you, but I'm just dying to ask Anna, since Ignite in Orlando, how many places have you actually visited? Oh, gosh. Since Orlando? Um, I only t uh, went to Tokyo and Sao Paulo in Brazil after. Uh, yeah, only. just those two totally. places. Not, not Just close by in the neighborhood, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, how many of the uh, Ignite tours are you planning on doing in so 2020? I say this every year, which is I'm not going to travel as much, but turns out like things change midway through but right now I'm only planning to do London and Sydney uh, I'm still on the fence about Amsterdam right now but that will bring me a total of five out of the 30 cities so really trying to find a way to scale without actually being there mm. okay yeah I get that all right let's talk to David for a little bit so how are you doing David Terrific. Thank you for asking. I hope everyone's having a happy holiday and looking forward to the New Year's Eve. We mm -hmm. certainly are. We, uh, everybody else told us about where they are and, uh, and what Santa Claus put in your stocking. Yes, I, I live in Del Mar, uh, which is a suburb of San Diego, California, United States of America. And I'm at a client in downtown San Diego right now. And you also asked, what did uh, Santa bring me for Christmas? And other than the, the, the essentials of candy and lots of love, I received <laughs> uh, another pack for Cards Against Humanity, which is always fun to play with friends. And yes. um, my son bought me a heated and massaging uh, chair thing that you, you put in your your chair when you're working long hours and it helps you fall asleep quicker. <laughs> the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's a sign of age. When your son buys you one of those things, David, it's just, that's, that's a point in life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I got one of those. I got a pair of uh, kitchen scissors <laughs> as a present. I mean, mom, thank you so much. <laughs> did you need kitchen scissors? No. I mean, you didn't even need them to cut the bacon to put in your omelet, did you? No. <laughs> With your eggs. Not even that. Okay, wait a minute. So my wife is not the only one who cuts bacon with scissors. Then I think that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I never I heard actually of that. do that with my sausages. I cut I cut my sausages with scissors. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, this new podcast is all the things that you can do with a pair of scissors. So uh, presented by MacGyver and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All right, well, I really have to say, Anna, I thought you'd probably gone to see all of those uh, Ignite tours. But obviously, you know, if when somebody comes up with an idea that says, I'm going to do 30 tours for Ignite around the world, that's just a perfect excuse to go visit all those places. So... That's true, but uh, after a while, it just becomes a real. Uh, it just it just really takes the a lot of energy out of you, right? Like the first yeah, tour is true. always so exciting, and you get to meet a lot of great people in the community, and that still buoys me right now. But honestly, if I look at a schedule of thirty mm-hmm. cities, of which like there are at least two, yeah. four cities that are uh, you know smack bang on the schedule at the same time, there's no way. There's no physical way. We're get we're heading into the tour where um, we're going to have like two cities per week, and that's a lot. Um, it is, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's not much. yeah, it's it's not really uh, tenable, really. But I, I have uh, heard that we might even do even more cities in the following fiscal year. And I'm like, guys, we only have 52 weeks in the year. This is, this like, at some point we need a break. <laughs> so I don't know how this is going to work. But um, what, what I do love is that people want to, you know, bring this event, the, the best parts of Microsoft Ignite, yep. take it to the road, especially for people who can't travel to places in North America. So, um, yeah, I, I really applaud the effort. Brilliant. Cool. Brilliant. So uh, I get to meet Dave probably one conference a year and we get to exchange a few messages in the meantime. But I was looking at his uh, the Crush website. The, the amount of community stuff that you do, Dave, is, an, is amazing. You also run a, a technology, a local technology team there, and I noticed you were at a number of... Uh, of conferences and of course you did the wedding at ignite so i was really kind of working out how all this hangs together for you and you managed to fill in supporting all your clients as well yes which is uh when when i'm gone most of the time and i'm paying other people to do the work that really cuts into profitability but there's no way to get it done and keep our you know our number one goal is to keep our our customers happy and retain them of course. so um yeah, basically from about mid-July, well, it, it really starts to heat up for us. And come October, October was probably the most insane we've ever had. I think we did like six events in October alone. And it, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I'm involved with the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners. I'm a board member of that. And yes, I am the president of the Office 365 Productivity Group here in San Diego, California. And um, I'm also an organizer for SharePoint Saturday Ensenada, Mexico, San Diego, and Los Angeles. I also help out, you know, wherever I'm needed in Boise or Salt Lake or um, Sacramento's coming up as well. And now there's an Orange County. So, you know, I work with great people here on the West Coast to organize those events. And we have a great time. Yeah, and and the wedding. How did how did give us the background on the wedding? How did that? That, that was awesome, by the way. Yeah, the wedding yeah, was, was so just, much. Just fun. in case nobody anybody else knows, uh, people realise that uh, Dave organised the SharePoint wedding. or was part of the team that put together the SharePoint wedding at Ignite this year. Have you guys you knew it happened? You anybody there other than Marina and myself? Oh, uh, Laurie uh, Potmeyer and I showed up after. You missed the wedding. <laughs> we did. Uh, <laughs> Three days. Uh, don't worry. Yep. 
That was lots of fun. So, well, the problem is, is with Ignite is you have so much going on that it was mm-hmm. like yeah. about things overlap. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, you know, got to be here first and then here and there. So we did show up and had, you know, you had that big cake too. Someone brought Yeah, the cake. yeah, yeah. There was a big cake. True. Yeah. So David, yeah. give us the making of the wedding. Go on. Give us the two minute version of making of the wedding Ignite 2019. So just just so that we're all on the same page here, I I organize and sponsor and promote and speak at events all the time. And the wedding was uh, Joel Olson's idea, and he formed a committee. And I was one of I want to say three or four sponsors that you saw on the cake, but I was involved in the organizing committee for that. And what really became a challenge was picking a venue because and and then of course the time that we picked we also learned after we had committed to the venue that we were going to um that there was the mvp party on sunday as well and that conflicted with the wedding um they overlapped as most events do at ignite inspire and build and sharepoint conference so um (laughs) Yeah, we just had meetings, and basically Joel put out there that he was looking for somebody who played the bagpipes or somebody who wanted to be in the wedding. And as Joel traveled around to events, he was able to drum up people who wanted to be involved. And then uh, there was a screenwriting, if you will. A script was drawn up and edited by the committee, and... Um, we had to change the venue at the last minute because Microsoft uh, booked out the entire venue where we were going to have it. So we moved over to that bar that we were at. And by the way, um, in regards to that bar, interestingly, they said that they could, they could handle no matter how many people we brought. They said that they held 250 people and that they would have servers available for us. No problem. So what happened was we had roughly 700 people register. I want to say that the 400 people in the venue, and we had like three servers. So even though I had budgeted 14 or 15 thousand uh, dollars, you know the bill ended up coming out to something like I want to say I don't know four thousand bucks. I can't even remember now. It was so low because the servers couldn't pour drinks fast enough. So. Um, okay. I had no idea even no. that's what you had budgeted. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So Anna, how do you catch up with all these events on the side for something like Ignite? Because the wedding was, it was a brilliant idea. And if that, uh, oh, by the way, there must be a video of that somewhere and I've still not seen there a video. There is a video on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll try to look up. There's, there's, the video was taken by four different people. Um, yes, yep. I think that most of them are on YouTube and or posted on Facebook, probably under Joel's account, because I'm not on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, Anna, all these side events. Yeah, I need it. I need to check out the video because I didn't make it. Unfortunately, I heard about it. It sounded amazing, um, but no. Until there is uh, some progress made on human cloning, <laughs> I cannot go to multiple places at once. Um, it's it's such a shame because. So much effort goes towards um, planning 
ignite itself. And then there's all these amazing side events that happen. Um, and I, I'm so amazed by the community and, and all the efforts that go towards this. But yeah, it's just so much going on. You can't be in multiple places at once. No, I fully understand that. Absolutely understand that. Okay, perhaps we should talk about some technology, mm. seeing as this is supposed to be a technology podcast. I'm just here for the whiskey, by the way. No, you're not. Today we can't go around everywhere. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. So we had a few technology questions really about this year. Um, One of the the feelings we we came from Ignite was kind of Office 365 kind of coming of age. It had that feeling now of consistency and reliability and stuff. Um, But things are obviously still changing. But for 2019, so let's just go around the table and uh, ask you what your, yeah, the big technology thing is that, that's changed you. Yeah, that will affect the way you work or that you're really impressed with, et cetera, et cetera. So mm. uh, let's start off with Sandy. She's been very quietly so far. <laughs> uh, I guess I would have to say the, um, I don't know if it's one thing, but the, the uptake on power platforms, specifically power apps and power automate um, through this year and the formation of communities around that, similar to how things were, I think, kind of around the SharePoint community some years ago, where it's just taken off a, quite a bit I think in 2019 the the, the power platform community mm-hmm. and and I think that affects how people are going to be working through 2020 and that there are more resources available um, through the community I like I often say I started working with SharePoint in 2007 and I often say that everything I learned I learned from Twitter because just getting involved in the SharePoint community helped me learn what I needed to know to to do my work in SharePoint and I think the same is now becoming true with Power Platform. Cool cool. Yeah, I don't think anybody will argue with that. Anyone to add to that and the Power Platform? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? I had a dog, I had a mute. <laughs> the dog put you on mute. That's okay. Christina, why don't you tell us what was your big tech change for 2019 and uh, what do you think will have the, the biggest effect on people, or certainly on you and, uh, and what you do? Uh, same as Sandy, the power platform. Is there anybody going to say anything different? I will. Uh, <laughs> so when private channels turned up in Microsoft Teams, it completely changed the way that I work because I had to basically spin up separate teams just to work with very specific people, which obviously makes no sense once you have private channels. Um, yeah, so I feel like finally Microsoft Teams is working the way I would like it to. Um, I still have a few things I would like to help me just manage the amount of notifications I get, but private channels has been a total game changer for me. Cool, cool. That's interesting. David. Yeah, I think I'm doing a lot of work in Power Automate, also known as Flow, um, which is great. I enjoy doing business process automation work. And I would also say that I'm doing of course, way more work in teams in finding myself more and more frustrated when a client is using Slack. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Moraine? Yeah. Moraine. For me, well, there's this, it's a a tiny detail, but it has changed so much. Uh, Actually, the last two weeks, 
uh, how my biggest customer at the moment works is the fact that you can now put a, a list or a document library that you can make that full screen that you can actually have the left menu disappear. Okay. And that is, that's brilliant for, for one of my customers where I'm doing they're they're all working in one big list. That's their main application. And it didn't fit on the screen. So we had scroll bars and with that tiny button, it now fits nicely on the screen so we don't have to buy new new monitors <laughs> so, so maybe okay. the smallest thing can make the biggest huh. difference huh. yeah that's really that's interesting yeah, that's it's, cool. it's a cool it's a cool thing and uh, for what, what's what's it for you oh i don't know i mean most people know or don't know I, I tend to have this cycle of adopting people and then moving on to the next customer so for me uh the migration tool the new migration tool the way that's growing the fact that it can now do file shares is a big yeah. thing for me so that's a nice area to be. Um, uh, the governance tools and, and things around, so the, the more control on the admin side. I think it was all those admin changes this year and, and the enhancements in the admin space. So actually building stuff and doing stuff and getting it prepped for people is probably the thing that's uh, changed it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Strange, isn't it? Mine's, mine tends <laughs> to be on the back end and not the front end. Yeah. But, uh, but there you go. Huh. Cool. So uh, anybody, uh, a final techie thing they want to add in before we kind of move on to uh, another subject? I think I think Christina's dog Nothing has something to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Kona, Kona says he loves Power BI. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right right. you wanted to bring some adoption stuff in yeah of course because we well for the last year the last few years user adoption has been a hot topic and everybody's talking about user adoption and that people should use more of the office 365 stack but are we actually seeing any results are we seeing more people getting involved and more people getting on on point or on topic with with that technology so anna is that something that you can say a little more on in terms of user adoption yeah so i'm I'm, of course user adoption was was hot at uh, at ignite Mm. um do you see the same thing at Ignited Tour? Is there a lot of people registering for those sessions? Yeah, or? so definitely. I mean, it's, it's. I haven't really been looking specifically at user adoption, but one thing I have seen um, pick up real um, – what's interesting, I've only been to two cities so far, um, to- Tokyo and then where, where was I? Sao Paulo afterwards. People have really been uh, – super engaged at our learning path sessions so for those who are listening who don't know what a learning path is they kind of like think of it as curriculum and there is a um, narrative that we're following using the um, fictitious company called Tailwind Traders and and taking uh, taking a look at different um, Azure fundamental learning paths and Microsoft 365 uh, learning paths. Power Platform also has its own, um, a few learning paths as well. But using that uh, demo uh, environment and actually talking through a whole um, bunch of sessions and some of these learning paths can span, you know, four, five, six, seven um, different sessions. So not specific to user adoption because I can't quite recall. I think we do have one specific to deployment for Microsoft 365, but not so much user adoption specifically. But yeah, 
learning paths are being huge in demand um, across Microsoft Ignite the Tour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and I could speak to that because I'm doing a lot with Microsoft Learning and, and I, I love the whole Microsoft Learn path. And um, But I think user adoption is a tough one from a learning standpoint, right? Because it's it's fundamentals and stuff like that. So where the Microsoft Learning is, it's, it's a lot of technical. Yeah, um, yeah. I think where you get more of the user adoption content for Ignite and even Ignite the Tour is from our community sessions. A lot of people from our MVP community, yep. even our RD and even MCT community are doing a lot of best practice sharing when it comes to user adoption because, you know, I think people typically, maybe this is industry-wide, is they think that training will solve everything, but that's definitely not the case you really need to be changing culture and mindsets in order to really have effective user adoption and it's a long it's a long game it's not a short-term fix um so the community has been really great in sharing a lot of that if people are interested in any of that content i mean we recorded a ton of stuff in november um as part of microsoft ignite so if you just simply uh went to the my ignite site where we've hosted all of the recordings and even the powerpoint decks there's a host of, uh, you know, knowledge there um, that people can take a look at. Anna, you bring up a good mm. point about culture change. I've in the past, when I, I used to do a lot of SharePoint training, but now I kind of got away from that. Um, I do a lot of office, you know, Microsoft 365 training stuff, but um, I was told <laughs> before <laughs> that I was empowering the users too much, that I was giving them. I get told that all the time. The users can't <laughs> deal with all this functionality you're giving to them. But who said that though? Was it the IT person saying that or who was saying that? It was an IT person what? who, stop it, Connor. <laughs> Connor is a dog, yeah? Just, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's walking across the street. Uh, it, stop, hold it, come here, come here. It was an IT person who did not, who wanted to control the training and wanted to have me, have everything scripted on what I provided yeah. them. And, and I wasn't okay with that at all. No, mm -hmm. And that's how shadow IT comes about, me. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. thing is true, that the, the, we talked earlier about how Office 365 is kind of getting wider in terms of its complexity. And when you try and adopt to this stuff or you try and show the business, it used to be cool. You could show them a document library in SharePoint and they go, you mean I can sort my documents by clicking on that label? Yeah, you can do that. And they were kind of really impressed with that. But where do you now stop when you try and go, this is the wow factor? And you end up trying to take the very long game and go, well, you know, we'll start off with these skills and we'll make sure they're up to those on those skills. And then they will talk to them and find out what they need next. You know, those old ways, traditional ways of adoption, they kind of don't work so well as they used to do. It's almost as if we kind of need to, to, to find a better way of partnering with the business when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. So that's something yeah. that in 2020, I really want to get on top of that somehow. Yeah, yeah, Agreed. you you hit the money, um, you hit the nail on the head because um, it really comes down to what the business needs, and that's really what's going to drive people to um, change the way that they work, and that's how user adoption really happens. One of the things that I think is a bit challenging though is that sometimes it's just a for, for end users specifically, they just want to be able to solve that one thing that one time, and that's a really hard thing to, to try and uh, change. But if it's a consistent thing in terms of a business process, so that's where Power Platform or, uh, or even my, a Power Automate could help, uh, or a bunch of different things um, can support. But for a very specific example, so let me tell you about a, a use case where 
you know, um, there's been a, a malware attack and you just need to, and someone's happened to um, encrypt all your files on OneDrive and you have no way to, to um, you know, get your files back unless you pay them some Bitcoin in terms of some sort of ransom, right? This stuff actually happens. <laughs> um, but there's a very specific uh, feature in OneDrive that allows you to roll back um, your files to the previous version. And this is not something that happens to you all the time, but it's absolutely an Office 365 feature. But is that really going to encourage you to start exploring the different ways that you can use OneDrive? Not really, but it does, if you were taught that or if you did know that that feature, then it's certainly going to encourage you to explore, you know, what OneDrive can do or potentially it's just that one thing and then you just remember it for maybe the, the f future time where that might happen. The maybe, that's the problem, isn't yeah. it? You know, you may not need it for 18 months yeah. and right. then there's so many other things. David, your thoughts on adoption, my friend? Is it uh, getting more and more difficult as the technology gets more complex? I wouldn't say that... Um, I, I, think, I think that people want very specific purpose-built training mm. from us. So, for example, you know, they've heard that SharePoint can run workflows. They don't know exactly what that means, so we introduce them to um, Power Automate. And then, you know, they retain us to be able to give them guidance when they get stuck. But then we kind of go away for a month or two and let them try out the tools and technology. But when we come back, <clears throat> we learn that they've done things the wrong way and we give them guidance and maybe even they pay us to, to build their workflows for them instead. I wouldn't say that it's any more complex. I, I would find that it's actually a lot easier because you're, you're staying in the browser when you're using most of the power platform, right? Except for power desktop. So I think that's a lot easier than telling them to download SharePoint designer and then be sure to run service pack one and, Make sure your deployment target URL is correct and has the S. I mean, just telling them to go to the library and choose the dropdown and then go to the UI and pick a template. That is so much easier. And Microsoft has been great in that they have created all those uh, two-minute videos that kind of walk you through a lot of the stuff in the Power Platform. So I, I found that my clients can get pretty far without without really needing to yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay all right. cool. cool cool all right well we've been going for an hour i think it's time to kind of wind this up really uh, I, i've we, we've, we've got to ask anna whether there's any movement yet on next year location what can you tell us location. we won't tell anybody so, just just tell your all friend all i'll say is <laughs> wait three weeks there's going to be an announcement in three weeks time so that's all I can say. Oh, okay, cool. So that's when Christina is doing her <laughs> exam, then we... Uh... Yeah, announce it on the 22nd, right? Just she's doing her exam, and then when she fails, she's got a perfect experience. I have to reschedule it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, three weeks. You heard it here. Three weeks' time, we'll have some news, which is good news. Okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. Look forward to that. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody seen the Star Wars movie yet? No. No yes, spoilers, I will no say spoilers. watch The Mandalorian. Okay, done that. that is a I like really it. great show. So, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, you spoil. We don't even oh. get Disney Channel in Europe yet. So, what are you doing? Just teasing us? We do. No, it's not been released here yet. Oh, you don't get we Disney Plus. We have to download them, remember? We Here's what you do. No, in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. It's, it's oh, in the Netherlands. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 
I have a trick to get yeah, around that, by the way. We have a trick to get around that, too. Yeah. We're, all working, we're all working in the tech community. We all have a few tricks that we know. I spoof, I spoof my location. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, too. But let's see, yeah, Formula One only gets played in the UK in English. I, yeah, we've been there and got T-shirts. All right, guys, cool. Listen, uh, first of all, uh, we'll give everybody a chance to sort of say goodbyes and, uh, and uh, have a final word and stuff. I just want to say a big thank you to everybody for joining us. Um, we were not sure how this was going to work out with five of us on at the same time we had a little technical glitch in the middle which I'm sure we'll resolve and edit out uh, so from my perspective this has been great fun and thank you very very much yeah. for joining us um, I'm going to hand over to Moraine to uh, say the same thing and then we'll just go you can do the close you do the close because I always do the close I'll do the you do the close yeah. alright so David I realise that uh, you've not been on as long as everybody else and uh, we can hear them serving your lunch or breakfast in the background uh, <laughs> as you were on site at your client but uh, hey closing words uh, on 2019 and Christmas and yeah well, thank you, Steve, for organizing. Uh, very thankful to be on this call with the rest of you on this podcast. Um, had a great 2019. Looking forward to 2020. And Happy New Year, everyone. Cool. Oh, and I did notice that you'd uh, worked out where your retirement boat was going to be. I saw that come through on your Twitter yeah. account just recently. That 65-footer looks like a nice place. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, how's the dog doing? Dog's doing wonderful. He's actually, now he's now laying on the rug. He's like, oh, I'm tired now. I just barked, you know, barked at all the neighbors walking by. Okay. And now yes. I'm like, your 2019 <laughs> message, anything to add? You know what? I've seen a lot of changes this past year and I, good changes. And I think that 2020 is going to be even better. So I'm looking forward to all of us, you know, I'm looking forward to the community. I'm looking forward to the events, and I'm looking forward to continuing to cool, grow cool, in technology. Cool. Yeah. Sandy in Florida. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the invitation because uh, I like this podcast, <laughs> and um, I am really excited about 2020. I've got some pretty exciting things oh. going on, which I can't talk about. But <gasps> teasing, <laughs> teasing. <laughs> Okay. 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 I will. Uh, we'll color later on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anna. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So, uh, man, I twenty nineteen has been a, a crazy roller coaster, and twenty twenty is shaping up to be much of the same. Um, I'm really excited because I'm going to launch my own podcast. Will that have anything to do with so, nitro coffee by any chance? <laughs> I, I hope so. I was so disappointed that a partner gazumped me at Microsoft Ignite and took my nitro coffee away from my stand. It was going to cost a lot of money, though, so I, I really couldn't oh. afford it, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, just a coffee. It was like like $11,000 for a whole week. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> um, so we had to go with nitro ice cream instead, which I hope some of you partook because it was awesome. Um, oh, I didn't get to try it. I'm oh, so bummed. Oh, man, it was so good. It was like this dragon's breath. Oh, we did have. That, oh, no, oh. no, there was this these cheese balls. Yeah. These Cheeto Oh, Cheeto oh balls. The, the, the popcorn? Yes. The popcorn? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good awesome. too. Was, I had to go with my nitro alternatives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, 20, 
questions were a lot longer and that's what happened and I couldn't wait and I had to go and I was so bummed and then I saw the pictures I'm like oh I missed out oh man <laughs> well we'll have to see what uh we can get in a specific location that I cannot reveal right now um <laughs> when we do have Microsoft Ignite at a date that I cannot Florida. confirm right now <laughs> I can't I, mean, I know I you can't say I'm asking you to say we're be. making an assumption here <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I think about the the places, there's only a few states in the U.S. that have you know. Yeah, we have to wait three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying a word. I'm just I don't know anything. All I'm saying is I know the options are yeah, limited. Maybe it's not a word. Uh, maybe it's word limited. Or, yeah. We, there's uh, also a very big event we need to avoid in November that yes. is going to affect the United States. So right, um, Miranda is now looking at me. Miranda's looking at me trying to work out what oh, it is. Oh, is that anything to do with the orange uh, dude on top? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. We, we mm-hmm. cannot uh, be scheduled around that time. So, anyway, that's all I can say. Um, I get but, it. Don't worry about it. We fully understand. Orange? <laughs> 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 right, guys. Listen, there's so many of us on here. Um, yeah, it's great that we've got a chance to have a last word. I'm going to hand over to Moraine. So, from me, thank you very much. And Moraine... Wow, thank you all so much. I'm hoping to see uh, Sandy, Christina, and David at MVP Summit. Yes. Um, yep, I'll be there. I'll be there too, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't unless yeah. somebody approves my MVP application, which I'm still bloody waiting for, but we'll see. But no, no, no refusal. Um, Anna, Anna, I do need uh, good um, coffee recommendations for a good coffee place. In Seattle? Uh, in Seattle. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got them in literally the back of my hand. So, uh, yeah, there's literally five places yeah. I would recommend. <laughs> I, I, I do really want to try that nitro coffee. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, wish everybody a happy new year. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful, spectacular end of the 2019 and have a the most awesome 2020 that you can make of it. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you. for joining Woo. us and speak to you guys very, very uh, soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 What an evening. Yes, that went so much better than I would have thought that <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> Listen, Whoops. Uh, yeah. guys, we've, we'll tell you what we've just been doing in a second, but uh, we, were, we were just settling down to, uh, to throw a whiskey tasting at the end of uh, the podcast. Moraine and I have just had a great podcast with a bunch of people. I'm going to get Moraine to tell you about that in a minute. But we decided to do this sitting down. The first thing I did was I actually knocked over my whiskey, right? And I was fairly quick. I did a quick <laughs> on the desk. but uh, And uh, and then Moraine just leaned back in the chair, not realizing that it was going to stop. And uh, the look on his face was rather fun. Yeah. So I do apologize about that. Anyway, go on. What an interesting evening. It was an interesting evening. We just had a... A brilliant podcast so people have just listened to the whole podcast so i shouldn't talk about it anymore because we just had it but it was great it was great to see people actually showing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we've been asked uh, well yeah we had anna chu before on the podcast but then she had something to promote she had to be there as the marketing manager yeah and this time she 
didn't really have to promote anything, but she was she showed up. But she did manage cool. to promote a few things. You you may have noticed true, those subtle true. promotions from yeah, Microsoft. Maybe. But she was on Microsoft time. She had started work, so that yeah. was fair. Actually, but, no, it was brilliant. And so, uh, guys, I know you are now listening to this thinking, hey, we weren't there when you tasted whiskey. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a bit difficult to share whiskey with you when you guys are on the east coast of the U.S. Sure. And, and Florida. But, and so, but we are thinking about you. But I know Christina Wheeler. She likes uh, good whiskey and bourbon. Uh, so I'll definitely make it up with her. Uh, with David as well. Uh, if I seem to remember well, he bought the last round of drinks when I saw him. Uh, when I couldn't keep up anymore and I just had to woggle back to the hotel. You'll have to go to the duty-free when you go out to Seattle in uh, for the yeah. MVP. So yeah, I need to get him something. <clears throat> anyway, so that was cool. I mean, it really was good. And uh, just to say, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We were a little nervous how it would all go, just getting a bunch of people from around yes. the world on one podcast. Yes. Um, but when as soon as I heard Sandy's soft, whispering voice... I knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah, it was really good. So thanks for that. But we wanted to uh, top it off with the whiskey. So Moraine's yep. actually uh, came prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for once. <laughs> you you wrote a whole script. You came prepared. So. <laughs> and now I, I've I brought a whiskey. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So tell us how it's pronounced, if you can still remember. Lecce. Lecce, even though it's spelt with a D, L-E-D-A-I-G. But it's yeah. Lecce. So I was I was under the impression that it was called the Ledeik, and I've been calling it that for the last six months since it's been uh, in my cupboard along with the other whiskies. Um, and um, well, it's a peated whiskey, which is no surprise coming from me. Um, but I actually bought it because I just bought a number of small bottles so that I didn't have to buy big bottles. Um, and this is a whiskey that's coming from the Isle of Mull, which is just above uh, Jura and above the uh, Isla. It's an island island whiskey rather than an yeah. Isle whiskey. Yes, correct. Yeah, so it's it's near in that in that uh, area of Scotland. Um, it's um, made by the Tobermory Distillery, uh, which is probably something I'm mispronouncing as well. Um, but hey, I don't care. It's lovely. This is really good. I was sitting there looking at uh, some of the reviews of it, and uh, I love the one that says I could sit there for twenty minutes with my nose in the glass. Yeah. And the subtle uh, nose on here, the the nose of the the peatiness and the smoke, along with the um, kind of orangey sharp. But let me grab my very glass. Smooth. Yes, I, I get. Uh, oh yeah. Very, very much uh, the the sherry kind of flavors or the smells that yeah. are coming up. Yeah. So it is done in a bourbon and a sherry cask. Yeah. So uh, we were trying to find out how what percentage of which was in here. Um, I'm also guessing it would be more around the 50-50. I'm not quite sure 50-50, mm -hmm. but it's close enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it might be 49% bourbon and 51% sherry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. No, I think that's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. It does have a nice a nice color of uh, yellow as well. See, ever since I read all about that um caramel coloring, I'm it, always it ruined wondering your life now. Yeah, now I'm always wondering like would this be colored? So there you go. We need more information about whether there's caramel in a whiskey. 
And we also need to know what percentage of sherry and bourbon is yeah. being used in the blend. Yeah. So, dear people from Tobermory, help us out. Yeah, we'll have to try and find a way of finding out. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be in Glasgow in uh, end of February. You'll take a quick drive across. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. I'll I be there this. for five days or something, so... I love this very much. Smoky, salty. But that's because yeah, it's but in the island. You have the that island yeah. island uh yeah. Nice. What's, what's the what's the proper name for that? The salty thing? Is that I iodine? No. Uh, iodine is a salty flavour. Yeah, but there, there's there's but this that's, that's official that chic stuff. name. Chic you, name. Yeah. The chic. Oh chic name, sorry. Name. Yeah. Is that uh I don't care. Oh, this is nice. I'm gonna posh. taste this. Mm. So, la, how do you say it again? La, la, chi. la, la, la chi. Yeah. Sounds like Chinese, doesn't it? Yeah. La chi. I'll have that with uh, rice, please. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is lovely. The way it fills your mouth with smoke. It is. We were but this is like proper. This is like proper smoke. It is, yeah. This is like yes. proper campfire, scout, boy scout Sunday. But, but yeah, but don't give people the impression that this kind of Lafrague heavy. It's not. No, it's actually cut, the, the float is almost if the smoke is almost if it's floating around in the back of your. What is back this? Of your mouth. What sorcery is this? This is very weird. But weird in a good way. I mean. Wow. Okay. I might have to buy a bottle of this. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> these are these are not very super super expensive bottles. Um so you got of course Tobermory. This is the Lecce, which was the original name of the uh distillery and they in honor of that they're making this speeded version, but this is actually as you said it's not as speedy as an Ardbeck or a Isla. But it's um, definitely there. It is definitely there. And, and what but you get just tons and tons and tons of smoke. Yeah. Because I really, I can literally taste the, the charcoal. It's almost if you can chew it. Yeah. Chewy smoke. What I don't get though, which I really like, is it's not got a strong sweet finish. So that smoke goes on it's and on, ash. but in a... Ash yeah. in the finish. Wow, you have surprised us. It's absolutely delicious. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. it's a 10-year-old Lecaig, if I've pronounced it correctly. Lecce. Lecce. Wow. <laughs> now, I'm just going to call it a Ledeig. Listen, yeah. listen, guys, when you go to a whiskey shop, nobody will actually pronounce it the way that Moraine no. is pronouncing it. It no. will be a, a Ledeig. No. Okay. Uh, so, highly recommended. Really, really cool. Um Mm. Yeah, smoky, chewy smoke. I'm telling you, when you drink this, it's almost a bit like those, those nitro balls we did in uh, Ignite. You know, you bite them and go, <sighs> and smoke appears. Yeah. You have that feeling about exactly. it. Exactly. It's beautiful. The nose is delicious. And it doesn't go on for a long time. No. But what, what is there is really nice. I really, really like the fact that it is not overly sweet with honey and vanilla at the end of it. It is just peaty. Beady and Beady. smoky. And smoky. And super smoky. And that's where the saltiness is actually, is in the aftertaste. Is when that Yeah. You get a wow. lot of, of the, the pepper in the mouth, but the finish 
gets salty. Mm. Wicked. Wicked. Wow. Um, okay. I have, a, I, I have a problem now, though. So uh, we were clearing out the cupboard uh, just at Christmas <laughs> Eve, and Silver said, "That's enough alcohol in the house." And I'm going, but it's about variety. I don't really know what I fancy. You've got a shed time. outside, so I've got a shed. We could yeah, start yeah, filling yeah. that. Yes, but she kind of, she kind of said, "Okay, no more alcohol for a while." And I went, "Okay, mm. sign of you know, you yeah, got yeah. to say the right words." Yeah. And then somebody bought me a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they bought me a founder's bottle of Glenfiddich. So uh, nice. so that got added to the pile of alcohol <laughs> in the cupboard. But I might just have to have a Ladeig on my birthday list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just very, finished very two nice. bottles uh, at my place. So I've got two empty spots sitting there on my row of whiskey. And, uh, and choices so to make. this might become the new... Uh, yeah. Wow. This yeah. is the time when we normally now do a review of what we've done on the podcast. But with it being the Christmas party podcast, I'm not sure I can remember all of it. I like the adoption stuff. I think getting everybody talking about adoption at the end and realizing yeah. how much more and more important it is bring the business in. True. Just because true, true. Office 365 is kind of getting big and complexy. Absolutely. And th- there were there were a few questions that I did want to ask, but I didn't because of interest of time. But um, yeah, I, I, I do like the, the answers that I got. No, it was. A I good don't time. really like the answers we got from the technology side because everyone's just happy about power, power automate and power apps. That's because it was making you feel guilty because you know you've got to pull your finger out on that stuff. Oh yeah, mind absolutely. you, you, I'm sitting there taking the Mickey out of you, but I just always yeah, make sure I, somebody else in my team does it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You're the generalist of the whole. Yeah, Team. yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Oh, it's cool. This was a great experiment, and it was a bit of an experiment. We were uh, unsure of how this would go, yeah. but it went really, really well. And we will definitely do it again at some point in the future. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we said we'd do a New Year one, and we'll yeah. use some European folks. So, hey, if you're listening and you fancy a go, drop us a line. Yeah, uh, because we'll probably do that in sometime in January. Do a 2020 yeah, view. Yeah. And uh, and get a look what's coming around the corner when there's a certain announcement made. Oh, that yeah, that we got hinted cool. at. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, so that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, well, listen, we've spent an extra uh, 15 minutes here talking about whiskey, which is really, really good, which means this has turned out to be a long podcast. So, people very will be happy for that. Yep. Yes, Dylan will be able to run a little further. Yeah, and uh, Matt will be able to drive a little farther. all of these people that tell us what they do with the podcast it's amazing all right folks well anyway so certainly good night for Miraine and myself uh saying goodbye on a great whiskey and uh, it's only a small bottle what a shame so it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me thanks guys bye cheerio (laughs) 